0: Welcome to the Deptford Cinema Podcast. podcast
1: Deptford Cinema. Deptford Cinema,
0: the right place for
1: film lovers. Hi everyone, welcome to Deptford Cinema Podcast. My name is Maria and I'm a volunteer at the cinema. On today's episode, I'll be talking with Eleanor Louis, one of the co-directors of Final Girls Berlin Film Festival. We'll be discussing some of the highlights of this year's edition of the festival, how it all got started, and some other spooky stuff, because it's Halloween season. Eleanor, please introduce yourself.
0: Okay. Uh, Hi. Um, So I'm uh, Eleanor, or Ellie, actually. I go by Ellie. Um, And it's actually Levy, but that doesn't matter. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Okay. W is confusing. Um, And I am the co-director of the Final Girls Berlin Film Festival in Berlin, obviously, And, uh, yeah, we've been around since uh, late 2016 and we're still going strong and, uh, I'm based in Berlin. Um, what else do you want to (laughs) know? Um, how
1: can you tell us how you and Sarah, uh, well, basically why you and Sarah decided to create the, the film festival?
0: Yeah, sure. Um, so, um, Sarah and I, uh, were friends before, um, and we loved watching movies together, uh, especially horror movies. Um, and then we found out that, uh, Lara, our original third director actually, uh, was planning a feminist horror festival and we just knew that we had to be like part of it. Um, and cause yeah, it was just like too good to be true. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> We we're also inspired by uh, Women in Horror Month, which is in February, and that's like an initiative which highlights uh, the many contributions of women in horror. And I think right now it's in its eleventh year. Um, okay. And so there were there were women in horror fest before, and then like the U.S., Australia, and Japan, but no such thing in Germany. So we wanted to introduce that to this country. Um, that's that's what happened. Yeah.
1: Um, so this year was like my first time going to Yeah, festival. it was great to have you here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I definitely, I would love to go again yeah. <laughs> next year if we're allowed to. Awesome. Uh, but I wanted to know like what, how did you come up with some of the subcategories for like the shorts that like the, mm-hmm. the different shorts, mm-hmm. um, cause you had like bad romance and there was, um. What was the other... Graveyard Shift was one of the other ones that I went to.
0: Me too, and as well. Were-
1: I, yeah. Yeah, and Queer Horror. Yeah, so yeah.
0: were these categories
1: you had decided in your head, like, ahead of time? Or were was it based on, like, on the different entries that you got?
0: Yeah, I mean, it was based on, on certain trends we were seeing in our submissions and the films we sourced, you know? So we just, like, usually we kind of towards the end of the, the submission process, we kind of see what we have in front of us and try to make, you know, structure it and make it make sense and uh, make it all, like, cohere, I guess. Um, so that's how it kind of works. And, and you know, we, we are strong believers in... Um, I mean, I guess I can we can talk a bit, a bit about also the process or, like, our kind of philosophy a little bit, I guess, which is that... Yeah, yeah, sure. um, I guess that one thing all of our films have in common is that of course a women woman or non-binary filmmaker was at the helm. Right. So, uh, but the rest really like varies. Um, but what is important to us is that the films don't reproduce like power structures and tropes that mainstream horror often fall victim to. Um, and so we also have quite a broad, uh, you probably noticed this, but quite a broad definition of horror. So we also show films that usually might not be included in, um, genre horror film uh, festivals so like things like social horror which is where like we have one program called social ills for example which which was dealt with um different social injustices in our and inequalities in our lives that we you know like things like racism and and obviously sexism and uh just in bullying and things like that and um so that's um that's kind of what we're about i guess we 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 see horror as as like just a a more expansive, um, yeah, genre that can really contain a lot of things that relate to our lives in very like perceptible ways. So, um, yeah, yeah, and I guess like the
1: idea. Um. Well, for me, when I when I went to the festival, and I went to a couple of the different um, shorts programs, yeah, it was like. It was eye-opening for me, because I was like, oh, yeah, like, I had been conditioned through watching horror films throughout the 80s and 90s to think, and thinking, this is what you consider to be, you know, horror genre. And seeing loads of different films from a female point of view made me realize, oh, wait a minute, Mm -hmm. (laughs) there's a whole world of Things that are horrific yeah. that I never considered that it could be you know horror quote unquote. Um,
0: right so yeah, yeah,
1: it was it was, was eye opening <laughs> for me because um, I I was I've been raised on horror although I kind of fell off the horror wagon probably in the mid nineties uh-huh. um, and then it wasn't until maybe three or four years ago that I. Through listening to different horror podcasts, I was like, "Oh yeah, you know, I remember I used to love watching horror films." Mm-hmm. And then, you know, sort of revisiting some old horror films that I was just, "Oh yeah, this is problematic as fuck." Yeah, yeah.
0: What What are your favorite podcasts? Like, what led you to get re-inspired? Um,
1: I think one of the I think one of the first ones I listened to was Attack of the Queer Wolves. Uh huh.
0: It's a fun one.
1: Yeah. And, And yeah, like, I think it was basically through a guy I follow on Instagram uh, and he mentioned he was going to guest star on this horror podcast that was told from, you know, it's all about horror films, but told through a queer lens. And I was just like, oh, okay, like, this is something new to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And then from there, I mean, the, the well, I... I'm just going to run off a list of po- horror podcasts. that Go for it, yes. um, uh, I'm really into. So, yeah, there's Attack of the Queer Wolf, um, another podcast where I guest starred on an episode um, where we discussed uh, the black exploitation zombie film Sugar Hill. Um, it's not necessarily horror. It talks about, like, subversive films through a queer feminist lens. Uh, it's called Girls Guts and Giala. Mm-hmm. Uh, the host is Annie Rose Malamit And she's just awesome I love the films that she discusses On her podcast So if you haven't heard of her um, You should definitely give a listen yeah, to her podcast Yeah, I've heard
0: of her Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've heard some of the episodes Yeah, it's
1: fun um, And then there's another one called Kill by Kill
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, Which they kind of went through All the Nightmare on Elm Street And Friday the 13th uh films uh till it, you know when it met up with um Freddy was it Freddy versus Jason mm-hmm. um so yeah they're they're quite funny were um,
0: those like um, the films you kind of grew up on as well or yeah
1: mm-hmm. like i mean those like especially i mean I, I prefer the nightmare on elm street series versus the friday the 13th thing, yeah. um but yeah like they're they're super funny and they basically go through um, each of those films till it meets in the middle. And I mean, now like they've kind of like, they talk about other horror films uh, as well. Um, and then who else? Um, I'm going to say those three, cause they're like at mm-hmm. the top of my head mm-hmm. right now. Um, but yeah, are there any other... Um, are there any horror podcasts that you listen to?
0: Yeah. Um, I really like uh, Faculty of Horror. Uh, that's that's okay. a good one for me. Uh, also, Andrea Subasati was actually at the Fest this year as well, which is great. Um, yeah, I went to her. Yeah. And um, also something I newly kind of got turned on to was um, or is uh, Gay Lords of Darkness, <laughs> Oh my
1: God! Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, I've I've binged through all of their episodes oh, wow. during lockdown. Okay.
0: So. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Yeah, and I mean, I know. Yeah, queer horror cult is another one. Uh, I believe that's what it's called. Um, also, uh, the podcaster is also a filmmaker who presented their work at our fest and was also here uh, two years ago, and uh, she okay. was really great. She was really nice. Um. Yeah, I think that's that's about it. Maybe I mean, there's plenty more. I mean, there's so, also like just other non horror podcasts that's maybe not relevant. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: um, so my other question is, what were some of your favorites from this mm. year's entries?
0: Well, I definitely want to know your answer to that. But um, you know, it's hard as as a programmer, as a director, uh, it's hard to say favorites, right? Because I do believe that, like, I'm happy with everything we showed, right? Um, yeah. But I guess there are some films I would like to highlight um, that okay. I yeah find really special. So for example, uh, we show two films by uh, Malaysian director Amanda Nell Yu. Um, mm-hmm. It's easier to raise cattle and vinegar bra- baths, and um, she really like she blends like traditional folklore and like and seemingly like mundane settings <laughs> in a really wonderful way. Like I really find uh, it yeah. very strong. Um, so it's easier to raise cattle is about two teenage girls living in a small village. Um, and their friendship is kind of tested in strange ways. <laughs> and vinegar bath is about a nurse in a maternity ward who finds uh, special ways to unwind. I'd say, um, okay. there's also a very strong Norwegian film called children of Satan or Satan's mm-hmm. barn, I think in, uh, Norwegian, uh, directed by Thea Hvistendal, um, about young girls in a Christian summer camp who believe uh, a newcomer may be possessed by Satan. And uh, and then there's also the dystopian uh, Rape Card, directed by Madeline Sims-Fewer and Nathan Hughes-Berry, set in a world where sexual assault is regulated by the state. And uh, okay. yeah, I mean, I guess I'll, I'll keep it to to those films. There's plenty more, but um, yeah. those are. Um, so yeah,
1: like I I've got like a short list of uh, some of my favorites of this year. Cool. Oh, by um, the way, those
0: are all shorts. I mean, there's also features which were also like great, but um, I just kept it the shorts because they're maybe lesser known as well. And yeah, okay.
1: Yeah. Um, so I've only got one feature, and then the rest are shorts. Okay. So, uh, of the features, it was um, The Father's Shadow Mm -hmm. by Gabriela Almeida, uh, who's a Brazilian director. Um, It's not, you know, it's not what, yeah, what you would classify as your typical horror film. I mean, there's some horror elements in it. It's more, it's obviously got more of a supernatural element. Mm -hmm. um, And, yeah, I... It it quite hit home for me because a lot of the themes in it reminded me a bit of my my childhood, Mm. and the girl, the the little, the actress who played the little girl in the film, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, and she kind of looked like me. Mm. (laughs) It was kind of spooky, but yeah, Yeah. um, I I've always got a a soft spot for anything. Uh, for any Brazilian horror film hmm. uh, and then so some of the other shorts uh, were first one uh, Crust by Isabella Avery mm-hmm. so UK based um, and it's um, stop motion animation uh, beautifully made and I mean yeah it's, it's if you can find it online somewhere I recommend you guys uh, check it out and then the next one is also one of one of your highlights. It's, it's easier to raise cattle. Mm-hmm. Um, and Zombiosis hmm. by Chris Gambin, uh, who's a Spanish director. And Labris by BJ Coangelo, uh, director from the States uh drum wave mm-hmm. by natalie erica james uh from australia
0: well, that's a, a new feature film out called relic uh that's that's making waves right now so or did earlier this year oh, okay. yeah yeah yeah. it was at sundance and yeah it's great
1: so i i'm definitely gonna have to check that out yeah, um, yeah. I really i really like the the imagery in in drum wave um and i watched it again like mm. uh online last night with the lights <laughs> off. <laughs> I just was like, oh, why, why did I do that? <laughs> um, and then my, my, my last one is, um, I hope I pronounced this correctly, Jomar mm-hmm. by Mel Monsanto yeah. uh, from Suriname. And, um, yeah, it's uh, it's got an old lady in it that I aspire to... <laughs> And look like <laughs> when I get to that age. Um, nice. what, what more can I say? Um, yeah, but that people should check that one out. I believe that's also on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I think so. so yeah.
0: yeah, actually, like a few of those because um, we we recently, uh, you know, we were we usually have a, as you know, of course, because I was we were lucky enough to guest at Deadford Cinema last year. Um, so we definitely we have this thing where we tour right with our best of program and. Yeah. Last week was our first uh, best of, I guess. Um, and mm-hmm. we collaborated with this um, Cinema of the Damned in Amsterdam. Uh, so we, okay. we showed the films uh, via Twitch and that actually worked really well. So okay. we're definitely like open to doing things like that again, just so you know, hint, hint. I don't know. <laughs> and, oh, <yes. laughs> uh, if, uh, I know, I know <laughs> I, I've heard, unfortunately, that Deadford is moving and it's probably like kind of uh, a lot going on right now. Um, yeah but if- I mean I'm all,
1: I'm all up for for screening it online because mm-hmm. you know for me like horror films are not just you know for for October yeah, yeah, <laughs> They're yeah, all yeah. Year, exactly all year round thing for me so yeah um, I'm definitely gonna look into how we can screen cool. it online cool. yeah. yeah but yeah so um on to my next bit mm-hmm. which is uh, the Halloween related stuff uh, so i've got a couple of questions uh which yeah um are just based around you know it's halloween time it's spooky season <laughs> so let's discuss some spooky shit okay. <laughs> that's
0: what i'm talking about now. so <laughs>
1: yeah so my first question is what's the scariest film you've seen that's not a horror film
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um yeah, so it's huh. <laughs> so a funny. Um, I mean, it's a good question. Um, it kind of I immediately thought of this, um, like film list I made a few years ago, um, called uh, "Most Emotionally Devastating Films." That's what okay. I do in my spare time. I make lists like this. Um, so, so um, I would probably say. I mean, in terms of scary, not like you know chills and thrills, but just like. Existential dread, and like you feel totally spent after, and like wonder what the purpose of it all is kind of that stuff, you know, that kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say, uh, Lilia Forever, uh, directed okay. by I think L- Lukas Mudison is his name, the Swedish director. Do you know this film? Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard about it, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a tough but one. I, yeah, it's about like, I guess you could just say sex trafficking young girls, I guess that's how you could summarize it in a sentence, but it's much more than that. And it's about faith. And I mean, like hope and like friendship and just, you know, de- destroying the soul. <laughs> like, it's just really, um, but really well done. Like, it's just, I'm glad like I own it, but it's not one that I often like, you know, turn to, <laughs> Let's say, but I yeah. knew that I had to own it. Um, And then other ones uh, also in this kind of uh, devastating vein um, is Grave of the Fireflies, the Japanese film from the 80s, an animated film about like what happened after like basically nuclear catastrophe. Right. Like two little two Mm -hmm. siblings, um, young siblings have to deal with the aftermath. And it's just really like if it was actually not animated, it would just be too much, you know, to bear um yeah. and probably requiem for a dream i guess just um also very uh very tough sit <laughs> uh yeah that's kind of does that end i mean is that kind of like a proper answer i don't know but those are the ones that
1: yeah no like uh, to- like yeah no yeah that's exactly what, what i had in mind okay. um i'll i'll tell you what is still for me <laughs> like the scary film yeah. i've seen but is a film the Poseidon Adventure. Okay. From- so, like, I I remember first time watching this film, they used to air it on this one um, local channel called WPIX. in. It was Channel 11 in the tri-state area in New York. Uh-huh. Um, and for some reason, like, they showed it every New Year's Eve. And <laughs> I'd never been on a boat before. Uh, and I... I yeah, I, I still won't get ever get on oh, a cruise wow. ship because I don't see the point. But
0: yeah.
1: it for me, it's just this the dread of being stuck on a cruise ship and um, the the potential for you know dying and just I think it's just uh, drowning in a horrible way to die. And um yeah, there's like a really epic um scene where like the bolt flips over and um, some guy falls through like the stained glass ceiling of the ballroom, mm. and it just was like <laughs> uh-huh. probably not a film I should have seen at the age of five, but uh, yeah. you know, um, it left an impression on me. Um, Why New Year? So yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think I can't. I think in in the film it's set like okay, it's set on a cruise ship during New Year's mm. Eve. Got it. Oh, so yeah. Um, And then I guess this is a more recent I say it's scary because I can't believe I sat through all of that, but um, the house that Jack built. I knew you were going to say that. Isn't
0: that weird? I felt it. Okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I didn't know what to expect. Um, It was on Amazon Prime for free. So I thought as part of my membership, we're going to watch this. Mm -hmm. And two and a half hours later, I was like, what the fuck
0: yeah. was that? Yeah, I watched it too. I mean, I have, I have a very, I guess, complicated relationship to Lars Frontier, uh, But yeah, I, I watched that too. I'm ashamed to say.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah that, that's like uh, another one that's left an impression on me. Mm. And unlike Poseidon Adventure, which, you know, I, I will definitely watch again for nostalgia purposes. I, I definitely won't be watching the house that Jack built again, so.
0: What was it for you that really, Um, like, uh, you know, that really uh, got to you about that film? I, I just found it so,
1: God, just so fucking pretentious. Mm. I mean, it just, I've never seen any of his other films. Oh, wow, okay. So it's. Interesting. It left an impression on me of, like, oh, wow, you're really. You really think a lot about yourself um (laughs) and I just I mean apart from you know apart from like the gory bits I was just like oh you know this is just so 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 misogynist Mm -hmm. um I'm just like oh anyway I um enough about him okay okay (laughs) yeah I'll go to the the next uh question Mm -hmm. which is had to be a supernatural creature which one would you be <laughs> uh
0: yeah so it's kind of a you know not a very unique uh answer I guess but I would probably have to go with vampires like a vampire okay uh, I've always found that quite enticing and uh more like the you know the gothic romantic type rather than like Nosferatu or something you know but this yeah. sort of like um yeah, this immortality thing and just like having all this experience and knowledge about the world and having this sort of like a family, you know, <laughs> a makeshift family. Yeah. Uh Yeah, it's always kind of appealed to me. I mean, I also have to say I'm not, you know, necessarily a, a big fan of like the, the typical monster features, you know, like or creatures. <laughs> like that's not necessarily yeah. where I uh, focus on when I when it comes to horror. So it's, it's the one that's most, uh, like, I guess, you know, you can identify with the most maybe as a non-creature lover. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, so for me, it's kind of, it's a toss-up between a vampire
0: mm-hmm.
1: or um, a sleep paralysis demon. Ooh, okay. Um, <laughs> so I kind of, I mean, you know, the vampire... I just, I've always found them, you know, sexy mm-hmm. and erotic, uh, you know, and they're super queer. So it's just, I was just like, yeah, I sleep all day, go at it, <laughs> night, mm-hmm. you know, uh, hit on people and then, you know, suck their blood. <laughs> uh, but I, and then I was thinking about other sort of non, uh, yeah, not your typical supernatural creatures, like. Oh, the, the sleep paralysis demon, because uh, I suffer from sleep paralysis. Oh, right. Um, and I've I've had quite a few, like, uh, quite vivid sleep paralysis episodes where, yeah, some weird uh, demonic creatures first sitting at the corner of my bed. And then the next thing you know, mm-hmm. it sat on my chest, staring me in the wow. face. Um, and it, honestly, it looks... I don't know if it's because I've got this image in my imagination, but they look like gargoyles
0: mm.
1: that you can see on, you know, uh, really old buildings. Yeah. But I just thought, oh, wouldn't it be fascinating just to, you know, go and haunt people in, <laughs> in the middle of the night and just sit on their chest and make it feel like, you know, they're suffocating um, and just scare the crap out of them. Sure. Uh in a weird sleep state. So so yeah.
0: Um so you're kinda of like taking back the power a little bit, maybe with that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Um We actually showed a short on sleep paralysis a few years ago as well. That's uh yeah. Anyway. What well, what was the name of it? Uh I'll get back to you about that one. <laughs> it was a long time cool. ago. Yeah.
1: I'll definitely want to check it out. <laughs> um so my next question is, what's your favorite horror remake?
0: Right. Um, so, you know, I don't really, uh, buy into this kind of general statement, like, you know, the sequel always sucks and remakes are pointless and all this kind of stuff. Um, but I am not entirely sure. And I think I might be slightly cheating here because I actually haven't seen the original, so I can't necessarily Mm -hmm. compare, but the film that definitely came to mind for me is David Cronenberg's The Fly. I do. Yeah, I do think... That's an excellent film. Um, it works on all fronts, basically, and uh, I pre- I'm pretty sure it's superior to the to the original, but I can't say that for sure. Yeah, I guess that wasn't your question okay. if it's superior, but um, yeah, that's the one for me.
1: Um, so my my favorite horror remake, um, which might be controversial to some, but I don't care. Uh, is Suspiria mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. 2018 version? Mm-hmm. Um, I heard. I only saw it this year during lockdown, and I was like, okay, I have to watch this. I've I've heard some, you know, people who obviously lovers of the originals, you know, totally slayed it. Um, and then mm-hmm. while listening to an episode about Suspiria on Gay Lords of Darkness. And they love they it.
0: They love it.
1: movie. So I was just like, okay, I have to see it. But I'm one of these people that, like, I I have to watch the original first. So I hadn't seen the Dario Argento version. Uh, Saw so yeah. it. I was like, okay, I want to... I liked it, but I was, like, I was left feeling a bit bereft. I was expecting... I guess because I'd seen opera before Suspiria, Mm -hmm. and opera was a bit more gory. Um, I was just like, it's pretty to look at. But apart from that, I was like, meh, I liked it. Mm -hmm. Would I watch it again? Probably not. Then I watched uh, the 2018 Suspiria, and I've already seen it three times. Mm, Wow. It was a two-hour film. Um, I will, you know, that two and a half hours just goes by really quick. That's true. Uh, I, the, you know, again, it's not the gory bits, just like, it's not typical gore. Um, and there's not a lot of it, but when you see it, it's just like, it had me, you know, like kind of twitching, um, <laughs> looking away from the screen for a split second. Um, and you know it's it's got modern dance it's set in you know all i mean obviously also set in berlin uh like the original um but yeah i think the fact that it's only got it's set in a dance school in berlin is probably the two things it has in common with the original wasn't
0: the original wasn't that in munich am i
1: oh you might be right
0: um either way Germany. uh, yeah (laughs)
1: Yeah, Germany and but yeah, it's just it's just beautiful yeah. and grotesque and I love anything that's got a uh, modern dance in it because I I have a, a background uh, in professional as a professional dancer, Cool. so I was just like <laughs> <laughs> to see that element in in a horror film just was like it was it was nice. Yeah, and they definitely focus on yeah. that
0: more in the in the new one than the old one, right? The dancing actually.
1: Yeah, um I mean I get in the dance in the original one it was more it was a ballet school mm-hmm. and I guess it would be quite hard to get all the actors really trained up, you know, yeah. ballet's very difficult yeah. and you could you could get away with doing like the basics and you know, first position, second position, you know, and the arms and everything. Um but with modern dance you know. Yeah. It's how you interpret things and they just got a really great cast of actors um who were able to to embody the whole um modern dance thing. Mm-hmm, so yeah, mm-hmm. that is um, yeah that's my, my favorite remake. So um and then on to my last question.
0: <laughs> what is your favorite horror-related show, TV show? Mm-hmm. Um okay, so I, def- I grew up on Buffy, right? So that's like, I, mean, I think that's a given, though. That's, I mean, we've, you know, people have discussed Buffy, you know, <laughs> a lot. So I'm not going to go into that too much. Um, but I guess uh, another film, another, another show that comes to mind that uh, is newer is Bates Motel, which okay. um, it's set in present day and shows basically like the teen or young adult years of Norman Bates from Psycho. And, uh, I feel like the world is just really well conceptualized and the acting, especially Freddie Highmore as Norman and Vera Farmiga as Norma is really just impeccable. So it's one of those movies where you just want to like live in that world somehow (laughs) for me at least. Um, so yeah, that really made an impression on me. Um, so yeah, I mean,
1: again, like you said, uh, I think lots have been said about Buffy, um, funnily enough, while while I was at the festival, uh, back in my room, I was watching. I decided to revisit Buffy the Vampire Slayer yeah. on Amazon
0: Prime. So, so yeah, uh, so you weren't, yeah, you weren't, that you was weren't tired of watching films? You just like, okay, I'm gonna come oh, come to my room and wow, okay, <laughs> nice. Okay. So um, and then something that's more
1: recent that I again. When I la- when I find something and then I'm like, oh, this was amazing! I have to watch it again. Um, the the TV show Hannibal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's it's beautiful. It's gross at the same time. And what can I say? Those are two things that <laughs> appeal to me. Mm-hmm. Um, beautiful, you know, like the cinematography, sure. the set design. Um, all the actors are fanciable, um, you know, I'd shag them all <laughs> if I could. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, and it's just a really interesting take on um, the character of Hannibal Lecter, um, and I kind of, I, I I, mean, I've seen Silence of the Lambs a few times, and I appreciate Anthony Hopkins, you know, his his version mm-hmm. of uh, Hannibal Lecter but I think Mads Mickelson he's just uh, he's just so perfect. Um, a whole other beast, in, in, yeah, <laughs> yes, a whole other, yeah, yeah, a whole other beast. Yeah. So, so yeah, um, nice. well, that I guess that is it for our um, Halloween. Okay. Episode.
0: Can I maybe um, uh, promote us a little bit? You know what I'm saying? Oh, of
1: course, <laughs> yes. I was going to ask you, yes, uh, you know. How can people find, you know, yeah. guys on
0: social media? Thank you. Yeah. Um, so we are, you know, the usual suspects. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, under Final Girls Berlin, or Final Girls Film Fest, rather. And we have a website, finalgirlsberlin.com. We are open for submissions until November 11th. So you can do that via Film Freeway, for example. And we also have a Patreon where you can watch um, – Every month, we watch. you can watch one film, like one short that we show. And there are other little extras, too. Um, so that's under Final Girls as well, Patreon. And we also have a Halloween event coming up on Halloween. <laughs> um, we're collaborating with The Future of Film is Female in New York. And we're going to show a curated program that's focused mostly on uh, New York-based filmmakers, like the films that we've showed um, by New York based filmmakers. So that's like a Vimeo on demand thing. So people can watch it whenever they want throughout the day. Awesome. Yes. Great. Um, so yeah, like hopefully, uh, Oh yeah. And our our next festival, sorry. Our next festival is in February, February 4th to 7th is, um, we still, you know, we, we have to see how, how that's going to work, but it is going to work. It's just about a matter of how, so.
1: Yeah. Yes. Cool. Um, well, I hope to get get around to figuring out how to screen the best of 2020 awesome. um, online for, yeah. on behalf of the Deptford Cinema, because uh, I think it's really, really important that, you know, we spread the word about women in horror. Yeah. Um, and okay, I just love collaborating with you guys. So, Great. Me too. Um,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Thanks everyone for listening and, uh, yeah, hope you enjoyed the show. Bye. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to the Deptford Cinema Podcast. For more information about our current online activities, please visit our website, www.deptfordcinema.org. Uh, Deptford Cinema. Deptford Cinema, the right place for film lovers. Deptford Cinema is a volunteer-run community cinema space located in south-east London. Due to the ongoing coronavirus crisis, our current cinema screenings and events have been suspended. We are, however, still active as a community and have migrated online to continue our activities as best possible. We'd like to thank all our patrons, cinema visitors and fellow film lovers in Deptford and around the world for all your continued support during these challenging times. We will continue to serve the community and look forward to reopening the cinema in the near future.